Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. That track that you've heard is The Curtain Rises, written by Kevin McLeod. Now, you might not know of Kevin, but you've certainly heard of him before if you're listening to this product, as he's just about done every score that you've listened to, certainly in the last couple of months. Kevin, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I write music for podcasts, apparently. What we use it for. Um, I've actually heard your yeah. music from everything from, from television to other podcasts that I listen to. Now that I've right. gotten well well familiarized with your, your many albums that you've released, I, it gets to the point where I can hear it and I can go, oh, wait, I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> The reason people might have heard of you is because you have Incompetech, a website that you release where you have a lot of your music available for free, um, as long as they give you the the credit that you deserve on there, and as long as you reference the, oh goodness, I had it written down. Is it the OGL license? The uh, uh, no, that's Open it, Gaming. It's Creative license. Commons license. Creative Commons license. And now we're on 4.0 with your newest website. We are on 4.0. Hopefully everywhere. Websites are hard to update. There's probably references to 3.0 lurking in corners but i'm working on it for sure for sure there's there's no functional difference between 3.0 and 4.0 it's just a lot of cleaned up wording and it makes it easier to go internationally fewer fewer words easier to read so my first question for you today is i want to know who kevin mcleod is what do you do for a living i write music that i give away to people on the internet is that your that's what i do that's your profession everything that i do i guess yeah when did that get started have you done music your whole life yeah i have done music for forever i went to college for music education and then it turns out i I don't like teaching or children (laughs) all right uh but it worked well you know i learned how to play all the instruments so that i could teach them to fifth graders and that turned out to be very useful for writing for those instruments later in life so so when you say all instruments how many instruments can you play There's only like, it depends on how you group them. I think there's like four or five different instruments. Like you got your reed instruments, your brass instruments, percussion things, maybe keyboard. And then everything's just variations on those things. I can play all four instruments. And now that you've taught students, do you ever have nightmares about recorders? I I love recorders. Right. Oh, I, I have a bass recorder, tenor recorder. They they have that beautiful medieval sound to them. Recorders get a bad name because they're so cheap <laughs> that, you know, you can fill a whole class with them for about, what, three, four bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's going to sound bad, but a, a recorder beautifully played is, oh, man, love that. <laughs> Probably wasn't the answer you were looking for there. No, I, I I appreciate music in all of its forms and instruments. I just wish I was a little bit better at it. My experience with it was very much the, the recorder, which is kind of to say for me, it was giving my mother a headache every day. <laughs> Once I no longer needed it for class, there was a very strong incentive not to have it around anymore. Fair enough. Do you have anything that you prefer to go to in that sense? Do you have an instrument that's kind of whenever you just kind of want to jam out? Yeah, I, I mean, I have a piano, uh, and that's fun to actually go on and, you know, feel the keys uh, push back against you. And uh, there's accordions that I like to play, which you can just take anywhere, and, you know, your campfire accordion is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a pipe organ, but outside. My experience with the accordions was a man, very, very large man holding a device about as barrel-chested as he was. 
Is your accordion as cumbersome to carry around as that? <laughs> they're, they're yeah, they're almost all heavy. I've got a MIDI one, which is pretty light, but uh, yeah, no, anything that sounds good, it's going to weigh 30 pounds. Do you have a preferred style or a genre that you stick to? One of the reasons I like your website is because I could sort by genre, and I can't help but notice with the many, many that you have to choose from, everything from urban to, I think one of the genres is, is world, world music. (laughs) <laughs> do you have would, one that you sort of like to center on though i don't i don't even know what world music means for me it's battle uh, music it's been great for that oh okay great uh do i i don't settle on anything it's whatever i'm annoyed at at the moment is the thing that i will work on how uh how do so you get right annoyed now, with music i want to dig at that a little more what's what's <laughs> annoying to kevin mcleod in the music making process So I recently watched a full documentary on YouTube and I was really annoyed at the music that they chose for uh, backing some of the interviews that they were doing. And the most annoying part of that is that it was my music. Oh, okay. And I'm like, ah, all right. So what's the problem here? The problem is that I've never done music that would work for that interview or that they were unable to find the music that I've already done because finding music is so hard that's what that's like the number one problem that like editors have it's like how can I quickly find an appropriate piece of music and so now I've started to like this I so over the last couple of weeks I've, I've been writing like two or three pieces a day oh wow which are just simple simple background things that don't do anything they they set up an emotion and they just stick with it and then get out of the way because that's what you need for these documentaries and background things and people need that more and more and so i'm like well all right now i'm angry that i i could have been happier if the music was better and now i have to fix it that's how i use anger in my creation process that was a question I hadn't even considered. Does that happen to you a lot? Do you find yourself in the world being immersed within your own creations? Yeah. How, do they often <laughs> make a... you as angry as the commercial does? Do, do they ever nail it? Do they get just the feeling you were going for? Oh, yeah. Sometimes they nail it, and sometimes they go beyond what I ever imagined, which is wonderful. But yeah, I'd say like 30% of my new, like the new podcasts, like I'm in somewhere. How often do you get asked to come along, or do they have to go out of their way to reach out and give you credit? Yeah, uh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, they, I've been invited, but like a lot of them do like live shows, and I'm like, I'm not into the live show thing, really. I can understand that. I like having the, the safety net of being able to edit what happens before people listen to it. There you go. Speaking of things that people listen to, I want to draw a little bit of attention to the project that introduced me to you, which is Incompetech. Uh, the, the issue that you addressed is that you sometimes feel like people don't nail your music right. I like that because I have something in mind that I want to have fit an emotion that I want to get. And I could search it by either genre or maybe I just need a short clip and I could do it by length. Was, yeah. the, was the creation of Incompetech sort of your, your brainchild as a solution to the same problem you were describing earlier? The Yeah, Incompetech started like before YouTube started. Wow, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember what the solution was when I started it. Like I just had to lo- I had to put things in a database that were sortable, mm-hmm. and um, there weren't many sites that were doing that at the time. 
So it's it's evolved a, a bit over the years and it's still evolved. So I have a lot of experience in the, the network engineering and the programming side of things. Did you have to learn how to make a website just to do this or were you able to outsource that out? Uh, I, back in the day, back in 1995, 97, I, I used to build websites. That was a job that I had. Back in the wild, I, wild uh, HTML 1.0 days. Back in, yeah, exactly. With well, that's, marquee tags and, ugh. That, that's perfect, though. It gave you the, the background and the foundation you needed to get just sort of a project like that started. Right, right. And since I then, like, learned how to do databases, learned how, well, programming was in Perl back in those days, but mm-hmm. I've switched to JavaScript now. JavaScript's great for website design. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to the, the army of people who will say otherwise. <laughs> well, and also JavaScript is built into the software that they use to make music. Mm-hmm. It's super portable. There's a script parser in uh, Logic. So you can write software that writes music in JavaScript, in Logic, natively. It's great. I was wondering what kind of music setup you have. What does your recording suite look like? Well, in front of me, I have uh, two studio monitors from Adam uh, and um, a 75-inch television about uh, six feet away from where I'm standing. And then in front of me, I got uh, like a an electronic marimba on rollers and a keyboard on rollers and a desk on rollers. And so you can just sort of move everything into or out of where things need to be for whatever you're doing. If you're typing, just roll up the computer keyboard. If you're playing, roll the computer keyboard away, bring up the marimba or whatever you need. I, can, uh, I don't know. Should I send you photos? <laughs> no, that's no need for that. How about uh, software suites? As far as editing audio goes, Audacity has basically been the program I've used since, goodness, since before I was born, basically, is when Audacity's been out. What, what kind yeah. of suites do you use for audit, uh, editing audio? Just Logic. Yep, Logic Pro. been using that since version, ooh, six or seven. It's been a long time, back when it used to cost over $1,000 and be terrible. That was one of the appeals of Audacity, to be honest with you. It was right, right. in my budget. Well, now Logic's what, 200 bucks? And it comes with so many virtual instruments. It's, it's the best deal in audio today. The, the reverbs are beautiful, the delays, the compressors, the, all the effects, overdrive, the Hammond B3, there's nothing better than that uh, out there. The electric pianos are beautiful. And everything else is serviceable. So if you want to get up and going with full pro level fast for 200 bucks, you don't have to buy, you know, mastering suites for $1,000. It's all just in there. Logic's the way to go, then? It is a good deal. I'll tell you that. What do you have to say about applications like Fruity Loops or GarageBand? Uh, oh, GarageBand's an even better deal. Is that free? I think it comes with Max. I'll be honest, I've only <laughs> had the one that work gave me, and it was on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but GarageBand will get you going. It can do some things... I, I run into limitations with it pretty quickly, but Fruity Loops, yeah, I used to run, uh, what, Sony Acid back in the day and Ableton, and they all, the architecture of the software influences the kind of music you write on the software. So if you want to write something that sounds more like it was written in Ableton, Ableton's probably the best way to go. If you want to write something that was written, you know, in... Uh, in Logic, then 
Does that make sense? Am I making myself clear? <laughs> I was actually just gonna ask for clarification. What does what does it mean if something <laughs> is, sounds like it was made in Ableton? Now that sounds to me like if you make a game in in let's say uh, the Unreal Engine, you can kind of notice the the flaws and the tricks that it does, and you could say, oh, that's the Unreal Engine. Right. What what sort of uh, right. what sort of tweaks does something made in Ableton say as opposed to something in Logic have? Uh, so like in Ableton, if you want, I I believe if you want to change like the pitch of a loop. Uh, it's just uh, you know one key, and you can go up a semitone or down a semitone, which makes it it's very exposed to the user. It's very easy to do. If you you can do that in Logic, but you're going into a lot of I mean, if you don't remap your system, you have to go into a bunch of things and set things up, and just to get it to to go up a semitone. So since it's so much easier to do that in Ableton. People do it a lot more in Ableton than they would in Logic, and then that sort of uh, transposed sound is a common trope if you use that tool. So it'd sort of be fair to say that you kind of got to find out what the genre of music you're making needs to sound like and use the tool that's best accustomed for it? Nah, I wouldn't say that. You can do whatever you want. It's cool. <laughs> Just got to learn how to work it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once... Learning how to work the software is the that is the worst part, and like learning how to work five pieces of software, probably not worth it. Sure, sure. I definitely had experiences trying to get packages and suites working together, and they just they don't want to shake hands sometimes. Yeah. Both as somebody who makes music professionally and as somebody who's trained music professionally, what advice would you have for somebody who's either trying to get into it as a hobby or just trying to learn music better in general? Trying to get a deeper appreciation for it. I don't, I don't know. What's the problem? What are we What are we trying to fix here? All right, that's a good way of approaching. As far as that spark of creativity that you need to be able to sit down and create music, because you can learn music theory all day, but that's not necessarily going to be enough to orchestrate something. Right. So yeah, the only the only way to do something is to to do it. And I know that feels terrible to people who are like, well, I don't even know how to start. It's, doesn't really matter how you start you'll if you can tell good from bad you can do this put down record something and then ask yourself if it sounded good or bad and if it sounded bad why and then just go through and fix it you'll you'll do something when you're convinced that it's a good idea to do it so like i've gone for months where i'm like nope the state of music in the world is pretty okay I don't need to do anything. I don't need to expose my soul. I'm not uh, not doing anything like that. I'm doing music for people to use, and I figure every all the music's fine. And then I saw that documentary, and I'm like, nope, all the music <laughs> is not fine. We do need to fix something. And then so I got back on. So motivation is is a different animal, and it's very difficult for people to start that. If you want to do it, you'll do it. If you want to say that you'll do it, then maybe you will, maybe you won't. It's fine. Maybe we don't need more music in the world. Maybe you shouldn't be. See what I did there? It's reverse uh, psychology. Absolutely. If, <laughs> if you think that you have the, the ability to go out and create something, if you have that spark, jump on it. If it takes a couple of minutes or a couple hours a day, as long as you did it. Absolutely. Speaking and of... it's fun. It's my favorite game. You talked about the music that, that ruins the world for you. Are there any composers out there nowadays that are making the music that you like to hear? Is there anyone in particular that comes to mind when you think of good music in 2019? Um, there, there, is, there is not. I'm continually amazed at how good the music is out there just from all over. 
There was a Netflix series that recently really, really made me think, and it was called like Dirty Money, I believe. It was about laundering money or something of this sort. Like whoever did that ambient soundtrack, it is such a new style and so pleasing and so perfect for that series. I'm like, all right, well, apparently there's there's someone new to go after because that is a beautiful sound and I've never heard it before and it's so appropriate and it's just dead on. Do you consider that inspiration at all? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, t- I absolutely take stuff from that and I got stuff coming out next week that may have been influenced by that. Ooh, Even I look forward I, to that. Everything's influenced, everything's influenced by everything. So I'm sure. Cheat. There's no such thing as an original thought anymore. No. Speaking of originality, you do release a lot of music, but you can't be the only person doing this. Throughout your many, many years of releasing stuff online for free like this, have you found any other composers that you think are worth mentioning that are in the game as well? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them that I've met over the years. They're all on the uh, the fact page of Incompetech. There's Ben from Ben Sounds from France. He's really cool. I met... Uh, uh, Serpent Serpent Sounds, a guy from Norway, Alexander Nakaruda. I've got a couple of people that I used to live with in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, Brian Tio is on the list. Um, Raphael Crooks. There's there's a whole list, and they're all pretty cool. Most of them are way better than me in some respects. So <laughs> they just don't make the music you want to hear in the world. That they they're making the music they want to hear in the world perfect that's right yeah so without just reading off the faq of your website if somebody wanted to hire you to make any music maybe they heard what we played at the start of this and felt inspired themselves was there anything they need to know beforehand yeah i don't (laughs) i no longer take commissions oh i'm i'm sort of retired uh but that doesn't mean that i don't write music so if you have a film that needs a soundtrack, send me the film and tell me what you need the soundtrack for and maybe I'll do it. Actually, I take almost all of them. There's to go over and support me on Patreon. And as long as I got enough of that, I will write for podcasts. I just uh, wrote a new theme for the, uh, I don't know if you know the Broadswords podcast. They're another D&D uh, play. I believe I follow them on the Clinton's Core Classic Twitter account. So I know of them. Okay. I'll need to tune in. Yeah, they've they've got a new one coming out, uh, which I wrote music for. And yeah, if I think it's great, I will just do it. If if your project is exciting, uh, I will write I will write music for it for free. Because let me tell you why. <laughs> the thing that I hated most in the world is quoting on projects. Quoting on projects, like trying to get all of the information that you need to tell them how long it's going to take is a pain and i'm like well often quoting takes longer than writing the music like if i spend four hours going back and forth with someone trying to figure out what's going on what are their expectations what do we need and then at 20 minutes of me banging it out i that that was a day wasted for me so i'm like all right we're gonna new plan not gonna charge anybody anything you pay me whatever you want to pay me and i'm not gonna bother trying to uh, quote, you know, if this is a four thousand dollar project or a eight hundred dollar project, I don't, I don't care. So it's fair to say that the bureaucracy of art ruined art. It really has. <laughs> I, I feel that in my bones. 
Right. And the thing is that you you can do well i mean i can do that um, there's enough people on on patreon that uh, i can just go and do everything that i want and nothing that i don't want well it which sounds is like... good because my my job's going to be gone in about eight years so. oh no i mean it, it sounds like you nailed it at least for now though kevin you got you got the dream you get to work for yourself and you get to do what you want to do right. yeah no it is it is pretty wonderful while we're doing plugs and feeling good, was there anything else you wanted to shout into the void? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I'm fine. In that case, would you like to join us on Saturday evenings playing Dungeons and Dragons? I would love to. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long while. Well, that's a standing invite. If not for play, <laughs> would you want to make some music for us? Uh, yeah, we, we can do some live scoring of your... Uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you, do you have the music in there as you're playing, or do you put that in post? I've been putting that in post. However, my okay. latest project has been completely upgrading my recording suite. I want to kind of put even more effort than I've already been putting into this. I would okay. like to eventually be able to do backing tracks. A, it make editing a, a lot easier, and B, it would make the immersion just that much better. Right. Oh yeah, because the people there. Because I was wondering if the people were hearing the music or if that was if that was done in post. post. Oh, actually, let me give a shout out to what Bat Battle Bards. Uh, I believe it is an app for your for iOS and Android that does background music for role playing sessions. Okay, so this is this looks like a Sirenscape or something. Yeah, so I've worked with Battle Bards for a few years now and. Like when they open up a new uh, section, like, you know, dungeons or desert or something, I will contribute one that people can have for free of that genre, and then you can purchase other packs. And they could find so, Kevin McLeod on Battle Bards as well? I believe so, yeah. Well, I'm going to check this out then. All right, Kevin, well, I told you earlier I was going to take about 30 minutes of your time, and that's about what All I right. have done so today. Is there any ending All remarks right. you'd like to say? Nah, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much for being here. As we tune out here, I'd like to entertain the audience by having them listen to this nice piece that I picked out from you. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>